Hi. Hello. This is uh, Two Scared Siblings, and today we have a, an extra special episode. Yes, with we're very, doing an interview. Yes, with a very important guest uh, of Rutherford Manor fame, Preston. You ask, yuck. Yes. So, Preston, did you want to um, introduce yourself a little bit about who you are, what you do, your work currently? Uh, sure. Um, well, obviously, my name is Preston. I'm the creator of Rutherford Manor, uh, actually the Rutherford Manor universe, books, comics, games, and uh, uh, ultimately television. Uh, what do I do? Oh, what don't I do? <laughs> I know. I know. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. do everything. Uh, well, um, actually, my full-time gig uh, is I'm actually in IT. I have been for over 25 years and with my own company. Oh, and uh, and for the past few years, I've been building the Rutherford Manor universe, uh, it, just basically a day at a time, step, uh, one step in front of the other, and uh, and loving every minute of it. Yes. Yeah. So we were researching a lot about Rutherford Manor and the card games, the comics, the books, the teaser, everything. which was awesome. Yeah, mm, the teaser. Yeah, yes. that was amazing. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, the opening theme to it gave me chills. Yes. Oh, my God. The music. Yeah, that was so good. That was incredible. So what we wanted to start off with a little bit, like, what would you say if I mean, if you could give us a bit about the summary of the Rutherford Manor universe, the RMU and how it got started? Uh, well, um, the Rutherford Manor universe uh, got started actually kind of uh, accidentally. Uh, <laughs> so I've been involved with uh, a nonprofit haunted house uh, called Rutherford Manor. Uh, so mm -hmm. Rutherford Manor Haunted House uh, has been in, in operation for about a decade now. Uh, I've personally been with the haunt around six years. And uh, a couple of years in, uh, we started creating a whole bunch of new characters. Uh, so I started developing different characters and stories and looks for various actors who wanted to get more involved. And we were just developing a, a richness to the universe, right? Our richness mm -hmm. to the haunted house, actually. Sorry. And uh, the whole idea behind that was just to make the haunted house a little bit scarier, have fans kind of, uh, you know, gravitate to different characters. And uh, we decided to do a photo shoot. Uh, so this photo shoot yielded uh, just trading cards that we started giving out at the Edmonton uh, Entertainment Expo. And we went there one night on a Friday night. There was about, uh, I think it was eight of us that night. Uh, this is quite a few years back now, all dressed up in horror costume, right? And we were just we were just mauled, honestly. It's just, uh, yeah. I think for the three <laughs> hours that we were there, we we literally did not walk around much at all. It was, uh, it was like people <laughs> like, can I have your photo? Can I have your photo? It was, it was crazy, oh, right? Wow. So yeah, we it was a lot of fun, and we were of course giving out these uh, these trading cards. And people are asking, you know, who are you, who are you, who are you cosplaying? And it was an opportunity for us to you know, promote the haunted house, you know, give away yeah. these cards, yeah. come see the haunted house. And we raised money for, you know, Edmonton Food Bank and Second Chance Animal Rescue. So right. um, yes. that one year alone, uh, we actually doubled the haunted house attendance just, just from those efforts and the creation of these characters. So it was about a month later, I'm actually just driving to a client and I'm just thinking about, you know, all of the successes that we had over the past uh, 30 days and, and actually from September to the end of October. And uh, it just kind of realized, hey, you know, I've done all this work on these interesting characters. We've got mm -hmm. costumes, we've written mm -hmm. backstories, um, mm. you know, pop culture could be ready for another true family of horror. So that's, that's kind of the epiphany I had. So I called up yes. the people uh, who started the haunted house and I said, Hey, this is what I want to do. 
And they said, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, just do your thing. And, uh, you know, we came up with an agreement where they would keep the nonprofit haunted house. Uh, I would go on to uh, build the universe and own the universe. And that was the beginnings of uh, building Rutherford Manor universe with books and comics and so on. It's like giving someone to like their haunted house, but then it's something to be more invested in, right? When yeah. there's actual characters. Yeah, that's probably what attracts a lot of the fans to the haunt now is like that lore that's behind it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. People actually start asking for characters by name every year. Oh, is oh, Penny wow. here? Awesome. Oh, is Spalding? Oh, I didn't know. And, and, <laughs> oh, there's Munat. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> yeah, so, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. it, it's a lot of fun and uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, uh, building up the lore uh, behind Rutherford Manor and all of these characters and the complexity of their personalities and how they interact. It's, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of those characters actually? Because like um, when reading, uh, when talking about like some of the main themes of Rutherford Manor, it looks like it tackles a lot of intense interpersonal sociological topics like relationships, betrayal, religion. Um, I noticed like something about the discrepancies between like moralities and what morality even is. So mm-hmm. yeah. About like with regard to the characters and who they are, are there any specific themes in Rutherford Manor that are like inspired by your own experiences or characters you've had kind of sitting around your head for a while? Well, it's 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 an interesting question. Uh, As far and actually, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Rutherford Manor is is not just a horror. Right, uh, mm, Rutherford yeah. Manor and the and the and the collection of characters and stories and their personalities uh, is is really a drama first and foremost, and a horror is part of the dressing that goes along with it. But within yeah. that realm, uh, it allows us to explore all of the interesting and perhaps more macabre aspects of human personality. Uh, so the, the general story for Rutherford Manor revolves around a family, uh, Spalding Savage and his family, Penny, Lisa, and Louise. Uh, right. they are, they are the core of Rutherford Manor. Uh, Spalding is the main protagonist. Uh, he does struggle, uh, very much, uh, between the light and the dark. Uh, he does some pretty, I guess, you know, for normal people, they would say despicable things. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and he understands that those things aren't necessarily normal. Uh, yet, by, because of duty and honor to his family tradition and uh, to the Flesher family uh, through various different events, he, he's very duty bound. He, duty and honor is very, very important to Spalding. Uh, and oh. he, uh, he also struggles with the darkness uh, that is not only encompasses uh, the world around him and what these other people are doing, but also the darkness that's inside of his soul. Uh, because he does kind of get off on it a little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) At least a little. Yeah, a little bit. bit. Uh, But, you know, it's, it's, that's, uh, that's really what's happening there with Spalding and his family in in the journey in Rutherford Manor is, you know, darkness continues to pull at this family. It pulls at Spalding, it pulls at Penny, uh, it pulls at the twins, Lisa and Louise, who he loves dearly, that those are, they're like his sunshine, right? And uh, he's constantly trying to protect them, but he's also trying to teach them to trade. So it's this real, you know, duality. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) 
being Rutherford Manor, uh, there's all mm-hmm. sorts of things that happen. Uh, and ultimately, there's, of course, the puppet master happening in the back. And I'm not necessarily talking about Maestro here. I'm talking about no. Munat. Munat is constantly pulling at this family in different ways, right? It's pulling at yeah. uh, the savages in different ways. It's obviously really at Penny in her visions. It, it manipulates the Flesher family, but it also, uh, Munat continues to de- to basically manipulate Father Lorcan, who is the primary antagonist of our story. Yes. And uh, he's he's a self-proclaimed warrior of God who, mm. who basically lusts for power and control okay. uh, underneath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it, it's, it's, it's it's pretty crazy. But she, she manipulates uh, Lorcan in so many different ways, uh, not only mentally, but physically by, you know, posing as one of his... Uh, uh, one of his congregation that's actually, we call her Killer Annie. And that's, and we base that character actually a little bit on a great aunt that I had, oh, about 80 <laughs> oh. years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, that sounds yeah. like a really interesting family member. That's a good uh, <laughs> It's a long, it's a long, really weird story. But uh, yeah, uh, Killer mm. Annie was inspired by, that's what we call her. And I'm sure someone in the family will hear this and go, oh, I can't believe you said that. (laughs) I'd be honored if someone described me that way, like a character based off me that's like, I don't know, murderous Brent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a loose inspiration. I'll just leave it at that. So (laughs) (laughs) So your family doesn't disown you. Yeah. It's safe. Yeah. 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 Shout out to your family then. (laughs) Yeah, we're really not a family of a bunch of crazies. Uh, but uh, to to address your other question, uh, you know, how much inspiration uh, has there come from real life? Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, some, uh, but not a ton. Uh, you know, it is a fictional account. Uh, when it comes to relationships and, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, relationships between men and women or, or, or sibling issues or, you know, father-mother issues and stuff like that. I mean, people in general always have those things, right? And uh, right. someone's different experiences. Uh, I have different experiences. And, and it's not just me writing the stories anymore. Although I, I invented these characters and, and was the architect of, of the main backstories and and universe structure, I am working with a writing room now uh, where we have right. uh, four other writers working with me and we actually have meetings where, you know, we want to make sure that canon is consistent. And then we, we even delve into the, you know, the darker aspects of, of personality or, or what ha- what's happened in our life lives individually. And we bring those experiences into, into the Rutherford Manor universe and into the world. I like that. Cause it provides some depth. Yeah. Right? It provides depth of character. If you can draw from, from real, real life. life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, if you can bring that part of yourself to the open. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it's um, it's important in storytelling to to tell real stories. Uh, yeah, to tell so, have yeah. a little bit of truth. Right? Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 that's ultimately what people are resonating to. And and when I started Rutherford Manor, I did have this feeling, and this was about three years ago now. Uh, I had this feeling that pop culture was going to be going this way, and uh, yeah, I made I made a prediction that after one of the biggest superhero movies was going to come out and pass. I I was anybody you ask anybody who knows me I said superhero movies are going to be done you watch to yes, see how dark please. film and TV is going to go <laughs> and it has been and you watch some of the films that have come up that have, that have just come out some of the films that are coming out it's it's crazy how dark things are going and I I could see that it coming it should go that way that's more interesting I like that more than superheroes. <laughs> Andrea is not a fan of superhero movies, so <laughs> we're delighted to hear your prediction. I love horror. Well, I mean, obviously, I love horror. 
horror, the horror podcast. even dark drama, <laughs> like what Rutherford Manor is, right? I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like American Horror Story. Yeah. Those stories, like, but even with more drama and with just like an eerie undertone. Well, there's so many amazing things coming out too. I mean, you've got uh, American Gods, which has had a couple seasons, which is like crazy, wild, visual and dark. Obviously, we have the Joker that just came out a few weeks right. ago. Absolutely yeah. stunning, <laughs> stunning film. You know, a study a study in not only filmmaking, but in mental health, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so it's it it's was, you're, yeah. you're definitely seeing a shift in in all of the new shows that are starting to come out. I I, I see the preview and I go, oh, this is awesome! Oh, this is awesome! Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh it's... yeah, everything that's coming out is great. Yeah, I, American Gods that, is that Neil Gaiman? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't know. <laughs> so I just <laughs> I started watching it on Amazon and and I watched the fir- the first three episodes and my jaw dropped. Oh. I I, I yeah. uh, and and I, I I must admit I should do a little bit more research on it. Uh, but I, I just couldn't believe what Amazon was doing, not only story-wise, and I understand American Gods has been around for so quite some time, uh, but uh, I, I, my jaw just dropped and the visuals that they did. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, I was a little concerned about some of the visuals we may be doing in Rutherford Manor down the road in, in the upcoming <laughs> television show. I don't worry about those things anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, there are way wilder things out there. I can yeah. I can do what I want. I can have free creative reign. <laughs> oh, the blood and the visuals and the the, the mysticism and everything. Uh, uh, it, my wife and I, we were watching that and it's like, wow. <laughs> yes, amazing. It's cool that that's like that these things are a bit of an inspiration that you're trying to bring that to like to the table, especially in Alberta. So mm-hmm. Andrea, you had a question. Uh, yes. I wanted to ask you, um, which character in the current Rutherford Manor university you most identify with? Ooh. And why? <laughs> oh my <laughs> Lord. Um, <laughs> it's okay if you don't want to say, but we're throwing I, you your, know, a, a I, ball. I, yeah. Honestly, I don't look at it that way. Um, I mm. see the menagerie of Rutherford Manor characters as just this huge ensemble of, of craziness. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I mean, I, obviously I've played Spalding uh, at, in the haunted house and I've posed for a lot of pictures on that. And, and then in the teaser trailer uh, actor, uh, actor and writer, Tyler Duffy uh, played that yes. uh, character for us and uh, he did an amazing job. Um, yeah. But uh I, I don't particularly identify personally with any of the characters. Um, I I do have favorite characters. Uh, and What's it's your act- favorite character? Uh, yeah. Visually, <laughs> I absolutely love the character of Victoria. Oh, me too. I just I just I look at that mask, and I am I'm just drawn into that. I'm drawn into the sorrow of 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 who she yeah. is and her tragic yeah. story. Uh, which is actually going to be told by the end of next year. We are our second book comes out in February called Fire, Pain, and Ruin. Actually, probably March. Uh, but the third book called The Obsidian Society actually deals with the story of Victoria and Lilith and Knox and Lorcan as, yeah. as teenagers in school. So she's yeah. alive, and we actually do deal with that story. But I, I just love visually the way she looks. It's it's just stunning to me. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, but as far as as far as relating to any of the characters, mm, probably none of them in directly. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's okay. Um, directly, it wouldn't be great 
for you to have known their <laughs> their exact acts. <laughs> no, no, that probably would uh, be troublesome. You're not an <laughs> Might evil be arrested. Priest? You're not an evil priest. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not an evil priest or uh, or a diabolical genius with uh, body parts in my basement that I'm experimenting on or anything oh. like that. So it's well, don't be no. so modest. Sure. Yeah, you know, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's it's all pretty low key around here. So uh, I'm actually, to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm not a huge horror guy. Uh, I am a sci-fi junkie. I love Ooh. sci-fi. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a Tron fan till Ooh. the cows come home, man. I mean, yeah. I love Tron, uh, but but I like good story, right? And that's uh, and, and Rutherford Manor is a great catalyst for great story. Yeah, there's a lot of in-depth uh, stuff happening there for sure. When I was reading through that. And even just going off the trailer and even the music, as Andrew and I were mentioning just in the the teaser trailer. So I had a question. Um, the music seems to be like a very important aspect of the like the whole vision for Rutherford Manor, right? So mm-hmm. I kind of wondered, like, how did the album for it come to be developed? And in your opinion, like, how does that genre of music that was chosen sort of like convey the complexities of the overall tale that you're just like talking about there. Well, the, the music itself, um, again, accidentally happened, um, (laughs) in in the growth of anything, uh, especially in Rutherford Manor, I've learned very much to go with the flow, uh, as you just never know what opportunity is going to present itself in front of you. Uh, but, uh, the music itself, uh, was, uh, came from a meeting, actually a writing meeting, uh, Daniel Martin, who, uh, wrote, uh, the album, uh, a taste of madness. He was, uh, he was in a meeting, uh, with myself and another person. And, uh, we just kind of said, Hey, Daniel, you're a music guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you write a song for Rutherford? And we'll just, you know, we'll promote it and play it. And, and, and like nothing serious, right. It was, yeah, let's just do a song. And yeah. he's like, well, he was kind of like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. And then we just kind of kept talking about it. And as we're talking about it, it's like the melody starts going in his head and he goes, okay, Give me a few, give me five minutes. I'll be right back. So he actually went out to his car. He went on and he transcribed some stuff on his phone. The first melody for the song, A Taste of Madness. And he came back and he goes, yeah, I think I got something that we could work with. <laughs> yeah. I and to that. It was great. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was really funny how it, how it all developed. And so, so as that song started to develop, uh, Daniel and I started working together uh, more and more in regards to, to developing this song and, then we started talking about other concepts and then we started talking about, uh, you know, uh, concept albums. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of concept albums like, you know, Pink Floyd, oh. Jeff Wayne, Alan Parsons, things yeah, like, like that. Tell uh, story. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, so like my music today, I mean, I'm not going to get into, you know, the, the whole aspect of music today, other than, <laughs> you know, um, we haven't, what I will say is we haven't seen anything like what you would see in the seventies and eighties when it came to theatrical rock albums. Right. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of that. And, was, and again, it was kind of one of those gut feelings. It's just like, you know, perhaps the world could use another theatrical rock album. And then we talked about it a bit more and, <laughs> yeah. and then we, we talked about some different songs and he, and, and we just kind of put together, together this album. Uh, Daniel is an amazing songwriter. Uh, so he would, he would come to me and ask me about all different aspects of, you know, the characters and, and uh, how they interacted, what, what were their motivations and, and what have you. And, and, so that's ultimately how some of those songs got got created, and uh, I, I gave him pretty pretty much free reign on musically. I mean, I'm not a I, I'm not a musician. I, I'm not a songwriter. He is, 
Uh, he did an amazing job. Uh, and, uh, you know, I always have, yeah, have the final veto on things, but, but ultimately, you know, I loved what he did and, and it, it came together very, very well. And we had a lot of fun recording it and mixing it. And then we used some, you know, professional mixers here in town to give us the final product. And we've had some concerts too. And, and we bring in the, the whole theatrical side of Rutherford Manor along with the music and people love it. And you um, have a show coming up, right? We do actually uh, on Saturday the 16th at the rec room in uh, South Edmonton Common. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a very, very fun a concert and the two opening bands uh one's kind of a classic rock band the other one's more kind of like an 80s band and then oh, of sweet. course the the big show that we do uh with uh daniel martin and the infamous and it is a theatrical production too it's not just yeah. a band playing on a stage we have big visuals on the screen we have our characters come out there's interactions it's a it's a it's a show Right. That's yeah. Awesome. Which is yeah. probably really engaging for the audience. Yeah. Yes. Like I would like to go to something oh, yeah. like that more, than, more so than just a straight concert. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and that's ultimately uh, what uh, what fans have really gravitated to is, is uh, you know, the show. But of course, they're appreciating the music as well. And yesterday we actually just released a new song by Daniel uh, called Heart of Darkness. And uh, oh. it's a ballad. And that was that was a, a fun little experiment. We just tried to do that came out very very well and uh he did a great job just telling the story of spaulding and his best friend pierre uh which is of course the skull that's on his cane so how did that skull end up to be there oh yeah hey oh my a little God. bit of like uh that yeah good. yeah a little bit of an easter egg for fans yeah i don't want to leave it at that you have to go listen to it on our facebook page yeah of course <laughs> yes obviously yeah no we'll be providing links for sure to everyone so andrea um, yes, yeah, so I wanted to ask about the names of the characters, mm-hmm. um, about how you came up with like the full names, like Spalding Savage. Well, uh, the last name Savage is actually a German name, and uh, oh. I, I, yeah, it's that. So that's actually a German spelling. Um, it, it, it just sounded cool, to be honest. Spalding <laughs> Savage alliteration. You know, yeah, it's uh, has a thousand corpses. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I, I didn't want to use the like the uh, the way we would spell savage. Uh, yeah. So uh, so savaged uh, is. Uh, I bet it sounds the same, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, with the D, right? And yeah. uh, you know, Penny Darling. It was just uh, honestly that was on a whim. Oh, Penny Darling! You know, just just <laughs> having some fun. Uh, the characters of Lisa and Louise actually are. are what, there was a little bit more thought behind the name uh, of that character. Uh, oh, and I, I will come back to Spalding. Spalding, the name Spalding. This is this is actually pretty funny. The that's actually my homage to uh, Caddyshack. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And hey. do, you, do you remember who the character of Spalding is in Caddyshack? Yeah, yeah. Andrea does. I yeah. that was not my day. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, and of course he's the one that finds the chocolate bar floating in the in the pool, right? So yeah. I, I just oh, thought yeah. it was funny. But that is that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> but Lisa and Louise, um, we knew we wanted twins. The characters of Lisa and Louise were created for two soccer players uh, that uh, that I've actually coached for many years. Uh, I coached Premier Women's Soccer for a long time. Okay. And uh, these two girls kind of looked the same. Uh, they're best friends. They've been best friends uh, for a long time. So I created these characters of these twins for them. And uh, the name Lisa and Louise is actually an homage to The Shining. Uh, oh. And it's not the names <laughs> of the characters. 
It's the names of the actresses that played the characters. They look oh, like hey. that's they their look real like name. Elise Louise, right? Like yeah. just the twins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do, but yeah, it's it's neat to know that about the actresses who yeah, played the twins in The Shining. <laughs> I had no idea. But that's that's a really neat like but bit the, of inspiration. The twins do remind me of that actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, it's yeah. just very subtle. Uh, and and the, yeah. the Lisa and Louise is just really a little tip of the hat, you know, to The Shining and uh, and to yeah. the creepiness of the you know, probably the most well-known creepy twins in the horror anyway. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other characters, Knox and Lilith, those characters were already named uh, and from the haunted house. And uh, everything just kind of grew from there. And it, so there's no real science to naming. We just kind of throw out, you know, sometimes we just throw things in a hat and say, hey, what? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it, it just seems to fit. Yeah. Like it just feels feels good, sounds good. Yeah, I still... wish go ahead, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say uh, I I wish there was some, you know, big magic thing that I could tell you that was so grandiose in naming these characters, but it's it's actually just that simple. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's how it works. That's yeah. often how it works. Like <laughs> I've often. I've written horror novels yeah. and usually that's kind of just, it's just how like it what it you're works. feeling. Yeah. The person seems like at the time. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, do you still donate to the second chance? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do every year. I, uh, I was happy when I read. That. Yeah. That that <laughs> is the the haunt itself continues to operate uh, as a separate entity uh, from the Rutherford Manor Universe, and uh, you know we have a lot of people who volunteer with us uh, through all sorts of different areas of uh, you know makeup and acting and, and what have you and. And just longtime haunters, and and yeah, it's always always for charity, and uh, we raise thousands and thousands of dollars every year for Second Chance. It's that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. And, and the reason the reason why we do that actually is the people who started the haunted house. They're uh, a foster family for dogs, and they've fostered oh. for Second oh. Chance for forever. That's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. they have cats there too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Second Chance, uh, I think they do. Yes, uh, I've only ever seen the dogs personally. So, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Andrea is yeah. a huge uh, crazy cat lady. So. Oh, 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 I'm a dog person. So there we go. Oh, yeah. That was going to be <laughs> one of my I'll questions. I'll save the cats yeah. and save the dogs. Well, yeah. Together we'll rule the world. <laughs> save all of the animals. Well, cat, cats are sassy. Cats sassy they and They are. Yeah. I like sassy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. That's the character she most identifies with in this world is cat. sassy cats. Sassy, sassy cats. cat. Yeah. <laughs> so – I was gonna ask you since since you do a lot of this work out of Alberta, um, mm. we read um, an interview you did for the I'm Here With magazine. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, in which you talked about how Alberta is like a really great place to film the TV show adaptation of Rutherford Manor, and like mm-hmm. you mentioned, antique towns and all the beautiful views here. And we wanted to ask you about like, have there been any challenges you faced working this industry in Alberta, like? Maybe there's a bit more of an untapped market for horror and drama in Alberta than people think. Uh, well, our, I think there is. Um, I, I don't want to get into the political aspects of what's been going oh, on yeah. lately. With uh, you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think everything that has needs to be said has been said in that regard. I mean, you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, Alberta is an amazing place to to film all sorts of different things. I mean, there's been amazing films in the past that have, that have been filmed here. Uh, yeah. We, we geographically, we have, you know, so many different vistas within really a short drive. Uh, yeah. You have everything from your foothills to your mountains, to your badlands, to the prairies, to, you know, 
a wild, crazy back bush, you know, grand lakes. It's, it's all here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we obviously, uh, filmed here because we live here, uh, but you know, it, it, it's, it's Rutherford Manor wasn't created because Alberta is a certain way, like that, the look and feel uh, is, we found places in Alberta that worked for our story, you know, where we filmed the tr- teaser trailer, for example, was in Rowley, Alberta, which is just a ghost town in between Stetler and Drumheller. Uh, but, you know, there's, oh, wow. yeah, it's great, great little place, a nice older buildings. It's well kept, you know, so that entire teaser trailer and, and some of the other vignettes that we, we displayed around with was all filmed there in one weekend. An actual ghost town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great little place. The, uh, oh, the, of there. course, there's uh, stuff in Viking. Uh, we have Fort Edmonton here and uh, obviously in my backyard. We have the Ukrainian Heritage Village. You know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of you know, great historical places uh, to, to film in. Uh, houses, locales, you know, mock streets, of course, in the southern. Come to Cochrane. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I was just going to go. Yeah, south, southern Alberta. I mean, you've got entire western towns built up, uh, yeah. you know, because there's been so much hotel. filming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a saloon. And a saloon. Oh, there you go. It's very western you have, here. You have to send me pictures. But, we will. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, uh, and of course, the Calgary film industry has has done very well for itself. And, and uh, when, so when I consider Rutherford Manor, I, I don't just consider, you know, Edmonton. Edmonton is, of course, my back door. And there's, oh, yeah. um, when we did, we, we took 54 people out to Rowley and 50 of those were from Edmonton and four were from Calgary. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, it's, we have to be Alberta strong, I guess you could say. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, ha- we have to work together and not against each other to achieve good things, especially in, in today's you know, political climate and financial climate. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, like there, there are productions that are happening here still. I mean, Ghostbusters just wrapped up, what, just a few weeks ago. Um, oh. Yeah, that was actually filming yeah. out in Calgary for ooh, quite some time there. So that was, you know, one of the biggest productions Calgary seen in, in a while. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of fun uh, things that have been happening there. But, you know, what the future holds, you know, that that's up to us. I mean, that's that's all of us here in Alberta uh, in bringing good, good story and good work and creating jobs here. Right. For sure. Especially in the film industry. It's been kind of like rough. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So I have a random question for you. It's sort of off this topic. But what's one of the weirdest things a fan has done for you or said to you guys? Because we know you've got a lot of fans out there, so we're wondering if you've got any crazy stories. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have one that, oh, yes. that okay, comes that right to my head every one. time somebody asks me this. It's um, a big sigh, I heard. Uh, well, it's an interesting one, right? And yep. Because we love our fans. Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't be anything without our fans. So I'm, I'm not... I'm not a fan basher by any stretch oh, no. of the imagination. No, we don't you know? want to hear no, we names either. either. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we have all sorts of different fans of all different walks of life all over the world now. Um, and, and they, they're amazing, but I had one at uh, the Edmonton comic con a couple of years ago where <laughs> it was the first person I talked to that weekend. And the person came up to me and he goes, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like your costume, but you know, I do this, 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 and this. Uh, and it's oh, like, no. It's like, oh, okay. And I just said, okay, well, <laughs> thank you for your advice. And I hope you have an amazing convention. You know, and <laughs> yeah. just left it at that. It's, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, and I, on that note, uh, 
you know, that's the one that always kind of sticks out of my mind. But on that note, it also is very humbling and it reminds me that, you know, fa- first of all, fans are fickle. Uh, yes. They can be. <laughs> I mean, this was not necessarily a fan because this was just somebody who just saw us for the first time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the reality is uh, we always have to be mindful and how we treat our fans. And and it's one of the things of all of the people that I work with in Rutherford Manor. And if you include the game that we're doing, I mean, we're talking literally, you know, three, four hundred people now. And if you're including models and artists and what have you, I, oh, yeah. I, I always tell the people that are closest around me and helping build the universe be nice to your fans. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it, of course. It, 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 is, it is so, so important. And and to me, that opinion has been built by what I see at the conventions year after year after year, right? The, yeah. fan, the fans are the ones that will buy your stuff. They'll watch your show. They'll come out and see you and ask for your autograph and, and for your picture. And, and, you know, see, you see people in the industry where they come up to the comic cons, different actors or voice actors or cosplay artists or what have you, you know, they're, there trying to make a living as well. Yeah. Uh, just be nice to people. And, and I tell anybody involved with me in Rutherford Manor, when your day comes, and you're that person who gets invited to a Comic-Con or you're the one uh, at the table, you know, signing, signing stuff for your fans and pictures and talking mm. to them. I understand it can be tiresome. I understand they can say things that can insult you and all those things. Just be nice to them because you wouldn't be sitting at that table without them. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that would be a given. Um, and yet it doesn't seem to be for everyone. Well, it's I nice to know I, that it is. It's it's hard. It it is it is hard, and, and um, thankfully, because I'm not a massive face of Rutherford Manor, I like being behind the scenes. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I'm an idiot in front of the camera. By the way, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, I I hate it. I I'm a uh, I can do haunt acting. I can do you know improv with people. You put a camera in front of me, I'm a complete moron, right? Okay, so we'll call off the camera crew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we no were, camera. Crew. We were just about to knock on the door, but we'll send a beep to them. Uh, yeah, no, I'll yeah. I'll do it, but it's not it's not my comfort zone, right? But um, yeah, you know this. People, you know, I can understand people who are in the spotlight all the time and how, how much it can get to you. It's, yeah. uh, it's because for me, when somebody starts recognizing me and I've had it happen in various different places, I'm uncomfortable every time. Right. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's like, Hey, you're that Rutherford guy, right? Uh, yeah, 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 just like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's not yeah. my name, but <laughs> yeah, yes. And, 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 and you, you know, you just go with the flow and everything, but it's always that you're always kind of caught off guard. Right. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, people know me. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of weird too. So if that happened to me all the time and if I couldn't go to Walmart, just, you know, to go buy a bag of chips, you know, I, I like my, my anonymity too. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would be able to handle it very well. I don't want my picture taken all the time. No. Sometimes you're just not looking cute, right? <laughs> I don't well, I know. know. We know my hair. I, I, just, <laughs> I know. I know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you feel it. Um, so circling back to something, I just wanted to ask, um, you mentioned that you're a huge sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite sci-fi movie? Ooh. Or a choice? Okay. So, well, there are so many, but... Um, the quintessential sci-fi for me is Blade Runner, hands down. Oh, hands yeah. down. That movie 
has been very inspirational for me in so many aspects of creativity in my life. Um, It was way ahead of its time. Oh, Um, yeah, definitely. uh, It's a movie you can make today exactly that way. It would stand up. Right. I mean, That's it's uh, even even the retro effects and screens. Is, I mean, it, it's part of its charm. Right. Yeah. Um, I liked Blade Runner 2049, uh, but it's still to me, the original Blade Runner is is one of those just outstanding, outstanding movies. Uh, and there are so many in the sci fi genre that I just I just love and I'll just watch over and over again because I just love them. Right. I mean, it's yeah. uh, and so like even in sci fi horror, I mean, the, the number one movie that comes out in my mind is always Aliens. I mean, just, yeah. a, just, just an <laughs> epic, <laughs> epic sci-fi horror, right? I mean, it's well-written. Oh, yeah. It's got a good story. Keeps you on the seat of your pants. I mean, it's Yeah, yeah it's the cast fun. is amazing. Yeah. I haven't oh, yeah. seen it. I need to watch it. You have not seen <laughs> Aliens. Oh, my. You haven't seen Aliens. Really. I haven't. Well, I, I saw part of one of the later ones. Oh. Like, I, I haven't watched it in order – yeah, I'll 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 sit her down and uh, <laughs> we'll do an Aliens and Blade Runner marathon. I have to see Blade Runner too. I haven't seen that. The old one, yeah, with uh, Harrison Ford. Yep. If you have yeah. an opportunity to see that one on a big screen, it is well worth it. I have a big screen in my bedroom. Okay, I, now <laughs> I know my plans. plan. Yeah, she's got a <laughs> night plan. So, um, to close off the interview, Andrea mm-hmm. has one more question. Sure, I do. Ren likes to cue my questions for me because he's holding the paper. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figure that you need that that direction in life. Um, so, what is it like having worked on the early haunt location versus working on the newer multimedia projects regarding Rutherford Manor now? And what's it like looking back and seeing how far all of this has come? Surreal. <laughs> Surreal. Yeah. Surreal. I it can is, imagine that. <laughs> it, it, it is a very surreal um, experience. Uh, when I started it, I said to myself, in five years, I would like to see you know somebody cosplaying one of our characters or a little bobblehead and what have you. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, something that you know you're starting to make a mark in pop culture, and uh, you know each day brings us closer and closer to that goal. It's very surreal. Uh, I mean, the television play for Rutherford Manor is is a reality. Uh, we are talking yeah. to multiple studios now. Uh, it's really weird. Uh, I, I I can't <laughs> say what's going to happen for multiple reasons. Be you know ultimately NDAs, what have you. But also, I, I can't predict the path of of, of what's going to happen yet. Have we signed on with the studio yet? No. Uh, are we talking to multiples? Yes. Uh, do some of these multiples, are they some of the biggest studios in the world? Yes, they are. And, and just being able to say that, uh, with conviction is very surreal for me. So that's, that's what, that's the one word going from something I never predicted would lead me to where we are today. And, and, uh, we obviously we have our fingers crossed and we're going to keep working towards, you know, building a, a television show that fans around the world can resonate to. And, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I, I always, I always, it's always one step at a time, one step at a time. I try put it on I, Netflix so I can watch it. We, we, <laughs> we are working on all sorts of things. I can't say anything about anything. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. I've but I'm a, just excited. Yeah. I want to see it. Me, me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it is, it is an emotional journey, um, seeing your baby come to life. Uh, I will say that when I saw the first cut of the teaser trailer, after the amount of work we had put into just that two minutes, uh, it was emotional and uh, it's an emotional song to begin with. If you really listen to the words, uh, but just (laughs) to see it all come together, something I thought up at two in the morning, uh, it was like, wow, well, 
And so, yeah, it was, it was very emotional and it, but it, but fun, lots of, lots of fun. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, it I'm sounds excited. like, yeah, yeah now we're both great. excited. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. That's, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, yeah, you've come a really long way and it's, it's very promising. I definitely want to see an extended universe that's like a drama horror. Like that, yeah. that would be incredible. Please yes. kick superheroes out. Horror's yes. in now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Thank, thank you for you having for me. talking to us. Yeah. Appreciate oh, it. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, come back anytime. And we'll be leaving uh, links to Preston's work in the description. Yes, and you can email us at twoscaredsiblings at gmail.com if you have any, any comments or stories regarding Rutherford Manor. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> that guaranteed somebody we know has gone to all of these things. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> check out their Facebook page. Yes. So, at the end of our uh, podcast, Andrea and I usually give the audience a kiss. But we thought but, that might be weird for you. Yeah, we thought that might be weird Unless for you. Unless you want to give them a kiss. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you, you you guys go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, my alternative my alternative for you was to just kind of vaguely wave at your microphone, and I'm sure that the listeners will just feel it from afar. Yeah. Well, I could, I could do something like this. Hang on. Perfect. <laughs> See, there you go. That's, that's your guys' uh, equivalent. That's- that's uh, Preston's kissing. No, that's yeah. me tapping the microphone with lots of fingers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's going to read interestingly. Yeah. <laughs> so you gave them a drum roll, basically. Uh, a drum roll. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that because it sounds cool. Um, <laughs> All right. So, mwah to mwah. the audience. Yeah. And yeah, thanks again. And talk to you soon, man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>